Welcome back to the State News Music Podcast, or as my roommates have taken to calling it, the Snoozic Podcast. Uh, I'm Matt Schmucker. I'm Ja'Cory Davis. And I'm Jameson Draper. All right. Well, we're just going to start it off today talking about some kind of big music news. Uh, Meek Mill has found himself facing two-ish years, I think. Two to four. Two to four years. Two to four years after he broke probation. Yeah, this stems from a probation that he had when he was 18. He's 30. He's 30 now. 30. And the violation was he popped a, a wheelie on a dirt bike. Yeah, and put on Instagram. Yeah, and that's that's what they hit him with, the two to four. But I don't know if y'all seen it, but uh, his lawyer basically told the world that uh, his, his uh, judge has been unfair with him this whole time. She asked him to like... <clears throat> she asked him to make a remix of uh, a boys to men song. Yeah, a boys to men song and shout her out on it or something like that. She wanted him to to sign. She, she wanted him to leave Rock Nation and uh, sign with some other local uh, management company that she had a personal relationship with. So it was just like a lot of yeah. trash with that situation. Yeah, it's, it's just a bad situation for music. It's it's kind of a stupid thing, but it sucks because we're here at this point where Meek Mill is finally at this point where, I mean, his music's been, his music's been great. We're at a point now where people are finally coming around to it beyond this whole Drake beef thing, which was ridiculous to begin with. But like, I feel like wins and losses in his last two tapes before that, the Meekend music tapes, were just such great music. And someone who's in their prime like this now getting locked up is just, just a shame. And it's a shame because it feels like the system's like out to get him. Yeah, definitely. It's no reason. It is no reason he should have got two to four for that. Like, I, I feel like he shouldn't be getting in trouble at all and stuff like that. But he's also been on probation for 12 years. Like, that's that's OD. That's way too, too much. Like, you're going to, as a rapper, you're going to get in some type of trouble. Even if you're not really doing anything. Because all he did was pop a wheelie. That's very, very innocent. But as a rapper, like, you just kind of get cooked. I feel so bad for him. But it's like a big protest going on today in Philadelphia. They're, like, going to the uh, the court steps or something like that. So hopefully this yeah, kind of I mean, gets over time. In addition to what you were saying, like, there she, when he was dating Nikki, she'd, she'd also, like, bring him and Nikki into a room with, like, just her, like, outside of the court. Like, just doing weird things like that. Like, she was just clearly obsessed with Meek's fame and let it get to her head. Yeah, it's, it's just a weird situation. It There's no good outcome here, but hopefully hopefully you can be back to making music soon. Yeah. Free me. Yeah. Free uh, Yeah. Uh, now we're just going to jump into the albums from the last two weeks. Uh, first one we got on deck is Without Warning, the 21 Savage, Offset, and Metro Boomin collab. What are you guys' thoughts? I really liked it at first. I was kind of biased because I was thinking about how crazy Offset went on for Tech Water, and I thought the whole tape was going to be like that. But to be honest, I like 21 Savage on this tape more than I liked Offset. Mm-hmm. And it's a good tape overall, but the 21 parts, I just really I really mess with him. Like, he, he was really going crazy. I really like it. And Metro did his thing on the beats, of course, as always. Yeah, I think, I think that uh, 21 Savage showed up Offset on this project. I think that arguably... I don't know about the best, but the most popular song on this is going to be Ric Flair Drip. Mm-hmm. And that's just Offset. It's not even 21 Savage. So it's going to like kind of mislead people when they're thinking about listening to the project. I feel like who's kind of takes the spotlight because I feel like 21's in the spotlight for most of the project. I mean, he does the hook on um, Still Serving, 
which is my favorite song on the project. So my favorite song is Disrespectful. I, I really like Rick's Flair Drip, as he said, the uh, Offset solo track. I thought, for the most part, 21 was probably more more in the spotlight, better on this tape, but I thought Offset's solo track, Rick, Rick Flair Drip, was just a great track. Um, I felt like the combination was one that just paired really, really well together. I thought Offset and 21's chemistry was great, and I it thought was. it went great with uh, Metro Boomin's production. I mean, I thought this was a pretty good album. Um, I think it's good they're capitalizing on this opportunity. They're both really hot right now. They're both mm-hmm. working with Metro Boomin a lot. They're both in the public spotlight for different things. 21 Savage and Amber Rose, Offset and Cardi B. Like, all this publicity, and they're, they're parlaying it into something great. But, like, this is what, three years ago, if Super Slimy came out three years ago, this is how I would have felt about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that type of... Thug and Future are a little bit bigger than 21 Savage and Offset. But it's the same type of, like, they're hot right now, they're capitalizing on something big. I really like this move for them, like, marketing-wise and music-wise. So do y'all, I got a question, do y'all like this more than y'all like Super Slime? Way yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. Dang. <laughs> I don't. You no? don't? You like Super uh, Slimey better? I like, I'm still listening to Super Slime. Oh my I'm God. not, man. I mean, I listen to, there's a couple of, Feed Me Dope, I'll listen to. Uh, Killed Before, I'll listen to. Kill Before is the only one I even think. But of. I just, I, I kind of scroll right over it, man. When I'm going, when I'm going over my. That music. is so unfortunate. I'm listening. I I just I just had to, I just was out of town this weekend, so I spent a lot of time in the airport. I was just uh, all the smoke, protect water, uh, kill before for the gang, all that. But I mean, I, I get y'all, but I, I like super slimy. Yeah. Well, if you if you have to give without warning one out of ten rating, Jameson, what do you got? I'm going to go with 7, just because it's a good project, works well together, they go great, but there's nothing groundbreaking, innovative, or anything. It's just kind of, you get more great output from 21 Savage and Offset. I'll give it a 7, too. Yeah, I felt like this was a good 7. I, yeah. I, I thought 21 was in his element. I thought it was a good project. Good Next seven. up, we have Wiz Khalifa's full-length project. I was hoping we would get something fun out of this. I heard Wiz Khalifa's verse on Ty Dolla's new album. I was really hoping this would at least be decent. And then I heard his first verse on the first song, and oh my god, it's terrible. It's painful. I gave up. I heard uh, I heard from Jacory that one of the other songs on the album was good. Uh, forget what it was called now. Uh, Global Access. Yeah, Global Access. So I went back and listened to that one. Global Access was okay, but I could not bring myself to listen to this. So, I'm a big Wiz fan. I'm probably always going to believe in Wiz. I'm never going to give up on him. I was hoping that this would be, you know what I'm saying, something that brought him back. The first song, I actually like the first song, but I think it's because I like Casey Veggie's, his verse. I I really like his verse. I I thought Casey Veggie's verse was fine. Yeah. Uh... Global Access, Wiz went crazy on the first verse. He showed us that he can still rap when he wants to, but the rest of the song sounds like he's searching for a hit, yeah. and I can't get with it. I've I've never been a big Wiz apologist. I mean, growing up in high school and in college, uh, my circles I've been in, Wiz is probably one of the most popular rappers like ever, just the way, where, I, where I grew up and people I've been with. But I've just never been able to really grasp his greatness. I think Cushion OJ is a legendary project, timeless contemporary hip hop classic. But 
uh, overall, his discography has just never impressed me, and it just kind of keeps getting worse for me. It, it started off to me where Wiz, I liked him, I thought he was good, but then around 2013, 2014, maybe around the, around the time 28 Grams draft is when I started to go south on Wiz. That's what that's when I felt like it was it was going down. This is just I don't know if this is rock bottom because I, the the album art's pretty cool. It's like a homage to like some 70s R&B album. The thing is, I believe Wiz has fire in his archives because on when he has when he does the day to days, the music that are in the day to days are very good. It's this one song he sampled this old little Kim song and he snapped it. I love it, but we don't hear those songs. That's not the songs that we ever get when he drops ten to eight songs. So I don't know. This 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 definitely not it though. Yeah, I'm just saying that I don't like the project, but I'm a terrible person to be a judge of this because I've never been a Wiz, Wiz apologist. I so. haven't listened to Wiz in the past either, but his first verse, or his verse on the first song is just painful to listen to. It it hurt. Like, Global Access was a good song. I, I can get with that. I might even throw that one in my playlist, but I I can't bring myself to this album. Corey, if you got to give it a rating out of 10, where are you? Four. I'm at like a two, dude. I just half half of the joints on here weren't even songs. Yeah, they were just like wonky melodies that didn't really compute. Yeah, since I couldn't even get into the album, I'm gonna get it, give it like a one, one and a half, maybe a two if I'm feeling generous. But oh my god, that I I couldn't get with the album. But on brighter notes, we have Super Kane's album uh, that came out. I believe it was. Basically, like right after we recorded the last podcast, Corey, I know you're a big fan of this album. Uh, so I'm actually cool with Kane. I've interviewed him before for this magazine I work for. I've listened to Kane since he was a part of uh, VMRs, which was years and years and years ago. And this is the best Kane project by far. I honestly didn't even know he had this in him. It sounds super focused, super cohesive. It's like great winter time if you're trying to get motivated type music. You're talking a lot of real stuff on here. I really, really like it. I mean, I haven't turned it off since it came out. I've had the pleasure of meeting Kane too a few times. I interviewed him back when I was into music writing, and given that I lived like 20, 30 minutes from all of his friends, his roommate or my roommate in college is like one of his uh, older. His one of my my roommate in college's older brother was really good friends with Kane growing up, so uh, me and Kane are cool, and I think Kane uh, did crazy on this album. I, I I listened to Kane. I listened to Kane for years just because I mean I knew who he was. I'd met him before. I'd interviewed him. I wanted to see where his career was going to take him, but um, really I was just blown away by this. I think Outsiders is one of the best songs of the year. The song Outsiders, a single off of that, is one of the best songs of the year. I I think. It's impressive because he had a lot of features on here, and they were great features, but it didn't carry the project at all. It didn't carry he, the project. He carried the project. And he showed up most of his uh, most of the people featured, because he got a song with Payroll, and his verse, to me, is head and shoulders better than Payroll's and Byron Simpson's. I like his... I can really listen to his part and turn the song off, because that's how good his verse is in the hook. He definitely didn't let uh, his features show him up on this. No, that's what I like about it because a lot of rappers you see, especially smaller ones like Kane, 
they'll get these features and they'll be like, ooh, I'm going to capitalize on this feature. And then that will be like their song that they released as a single. And that'll be the song that they promote for their album. And it'll be all the other artists with just them off to the side. And you're just like, why are you doing this? Instead, Kane carries the songs on his own. And his, I'm pretty sure both of the songs he released before the album didn't have anybody on them. No, because we we going to be okay uh, was the first song that oh, came out. That I got Czech English. Yeah, it was Czech English. Okay, but either way, Outsiders is one of the other songs that came out, and that's probably the one doing the best from the album, and it's just Kane. Yeah, I don't have a personal connection to Kane, but I thought this album was pretty good. I mean, this was my first time listening to him. Uh, I thought his flows were good. I thought his instrumental picks were pretty good. I mean, I didn't really have anything to pl- complain about on the album. I mean, I thought it was... I thought it was pretty much good all the way through. What do you guys? Uh, what do you guys give it? I'd give Kane an eight. Yeah, I knew I was going to be lower than you guys. I'll give it a six, but I'm giving it a seven. The only reason I'm not going higher than that is because I still think Kane has the ability. It has. He has so much in him. I see it, and he has the ability to find his identity a little bit more. I still. I don't know if he's fully found his identity, and that was, I think, his issue earlier in his career, and I think he solved that a little bit. And with this album, I think he's kind of finding more of his own sound. But he's really got to solidify that, I think, for him to create a true, like, classic album. But this is still a great album, so I'm out of time. There's no no complaints there. No. Yeah. Next up, we have Duckworth's new project, an extra ugly mixtape. I was a huge fan of this album. I absolutely love this. This has been on repeat since it came out about two weeks ago after we recorded the last podcast. I absolutely love pretty much this whole album front to back. I thought the first track on it, Extra, was a really fun uh, track. I thought, what are the other singles on here? There's uh, there's Michael, which is a really, really fun track. There is, no, I can't think of any of the songs. But the album, or the mixtape as a whole, is a really fun blend of rock and rap, and I thought it worked really well together. I know that Corey didn't feel quite the same way, but let, let me hear what you got. I tried it, I tried it, I tried it, I tried it, but I couldn't get into it. The the, I don't know the rock and rap fusion. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I tried. I listened to like the first four, maybe five songs. He has some good flows, but I just it's not something I can listen to. I think that it's nice. It's cool genre bending music like the rap rock thing, but we got a lot of rap rock out nowadays. I I just sent you guys that article actually earlier today. Mm-hmm. All, all about uh, how rap is turning back into his rap rock stage. But, yeah, this this uh, this album, or this mixtape, sorry, an yeah. extra ugly mixtape, uh, this mixtape didn't really captivate me. I, I don't know, I liked it, but it's just, usually when I like an album, like I'll finish it and I'll just run it right back again because it's so fresh to me. But this one I just didn't, you know, I listened to it and I was like, that was good, but... Hey, there's this I want to listen to. So I I don't know. It just didn't really didn't really bring me in like that. Well, I I want to hear what you have to say because you really liked it. I really like this album. I thought I thought it was a fun listen. I thought um, one of my favorite parts on the album was the I think it was track five, the um, blend of Bummer and Two Bucks. I thought that transition in the in that uh, song was awesome, and it reminded me a lot of the way that. Um, Tyler, the creator, will throw two songs on the same track, I guess, and blend them together. I, I thought it was, I thought it had its um, moments of where it 
showed its more clear rock influences with songs like Boy that I really liked. And it definitely had its spots where he just came through with some flows like um, Mansion on the Moon Freestyle. So for me, it had its... I thought it was good all the way around, but I definitely get where if you didn't like the... If you don't love his flows or you don't love his rock influences, I get how you can how, how you can be low on the album. But for me, it hit all those notes. I, I didn't. I don't necessarily not like rock rock influences on records. I do. I like rock. I'm a big rock fan. But just something about the way he did it, it just didn't like bring me in. Like when I'm trying to think of another artist that's doing that right now that I really like. That's not like a basic pick. But I mean, the most classic example is Lil Uzi Vert on. XO Tour Life with the punk rock influence. Let's just use that one because that's yeah. the only one I can think of right now. And everybody's gonna everybody, know what we're everybody talking knows about. it. But that he does like an amazing job of blending the two genres without trying to make it, without making it sound like a blend. You know, he makes it into his own thing. I kind of feel like this Duckworth project is almost like rock, rap, rock, rap instead of just like an organic blend. I, I, I'm trying to explain it better, doing a really poor job of it. I, I definitely get that. And, I, of course, I really, really enjoyed Lil Lucy's last project. I'll, I'm, later in the year, we're going to do a top albums of the year talk podcast thing. And I'm going to go on for, like, ages about Lil Lucy's project. But for me, I really like the Stuckworth project. I understand how you could not like it, but this really hit all the right notes for me. If you guys got to give it a rating out of 10, though, where are you at? One, <laughs> one. I don't like it. I couldn't get into it. Oh my god! I'm giving it. I'm giving it a five because I thought it was good. It just didn't. It just didn't pull me in. So it's just kind of in the middle of the road for me. You really didn't like it. Huh? Oh my god! A one. I'm giving I it tried. A- I was playing two K and everything, and I'm like, all right, it's gonna hit eventually. And I just had to turn it off, bro. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna give it an eight. I love this. <laughs> I love this album. All right. But next up, though, we have Earth Gang, one that Jacory recommended to the two of us. You want to bot CP? So I don't know that much about Earth Gang. I forgot who I seen tweeted, but I just seen somebody tweeted. They're signed to uh, J Cole, right? Dreamville. They actually are. Yeah. They actually are. I, th- I think I seen it on DJBooth.net. Uh, I really respect their journalism, so I listened to it and I love it. Six is six songs. Uh, I really like, they like... It bops. I yeah. Like it. I don't know how, that's like the word yeah. I want to use to describe it. It, it definitely does. It's like real fun, but it's calm and chill. They got a song called Flicted that I really like. Uh, if you ever heard Kanye West's uh, Addiction, it's kind of a playoff that. And and one of the group members, he can sing. He's singing on it a little bit. I really like it. Uh, I've been listening to it since, it since since I got put on it. It's short, it's sweet. I really like it. As a well-documented J. Cole hater, I can attest to the fact that this was a really good signing for Dreamville. Yeah. No, I, I could not get with the J. Cole's last project, but this album was, or I guess it's an EP, yeah. was concise, it was fun, it, I mean, it bopped. It was it was a fun project through and through. Yep. I, uh, I'm, I've always been kind of down on J. Cole, but his signings have been pretty good on Dreamville. Yeah. Um, Jid, was that J.I.D.? Mm-hmm. He's he's a good signing too. I tried. I didn't like that. You didn't like it? The album I didn't like it. I I understood it. He was he's very lyrical. He got a lot of bars, but it's not something I can listen to every day. I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was good given the fact that I don't 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. Every time the word J. Cole comes up, I just have like a whole like big like. Just start shivering. Big, yeah, just like shivering. I'm just feeling in my chest. So I'm yeah. just not going to talk about it. But this is a good signing for him. This is yes. a good signing for him. So uh, what do we want to rate it? I give it a seven. I give it a six. It was good. I'll give it a seven. I have no, no complaints. Yeah. It was nice, short. Didn't do too much. Didn't do too little. Yeah, I thought it did yeah, everything it needed to do. All right, next up, we got a project from Cameron. Who's got strong opinions about this one? I'm cool with a lot of people that really, really love Cameron. To be honest, I understand Cameron's genius, but I ha- I've never been the biggest fan of it. But, of course, I spent, spun it just to see how it sounded. I like it. Uh, it's a couple good songs. I know you got a song with Don Q that I really like. Uh, the song Lean, that's probably my favorite song on it. It just sounds like some old New York rap in 2017. If you like New York rap, I'm sure you'll like it. All right. So while Corey was sitting over there saying he knows a lot of people that like Cameron, I was over here waving my hands in the air like an idiot because I am one of the biggest Cameron fans I you will ever meet. I love Cameron. I have a shirt with Cameron on it. I have all his albums saved to my phone. Uh, I grew I grew up when I was li- when I was learning about rap because I didn't really grow up in like a household that listened to rap. When I was learning about rap, one of the first things I learned about was Dipset and just all about Dipset. And I just thought that their swagger was so cool to me. So I'll always have an allegiance to Cameron. But granted, his past few years, from like 2006 to like 2012, 2013, he was working with that Vado guy. Wasn't doing wasn't doing much. I, I didn't I didn't really like it. But this out al- but this album or mixtape or whatever is good. I like it. The, the the best song on it to me is either coleslaw or lean. I know coleslaw is topic of conversation because people are thinking he's throwing shots at Kanye on the song, but I don't I don't think he's doing that. I think he just mentioned Kanye. But anyway, I'll stop rambling. What do you guys think? I thought it, I thought it was cool. I mean, I thought it was a I thought it was a well put together project. It was cohesive. It had its distinct sound, which you would expect from a guy as established as Cameron. And again, I I'm going to agree with you guys. I thought the song "Lean" was really really good, but I I didn't think it stood out as anything super special. I didn't give it too close of a listen because I haven't really listened to him a ton in the past. But I thought it was a good cohesive project. I I didn't think it stood out as bad for sure, but it didn't like stand out as great either to me. It, it's classic Cameron flows, really. I mean, if you like Cameron, which you'll I like do, it. you'll like it. It's just his short bars, the punchlines. I mean, it's just classic Cameron. He's, he's in his element, rapping over any beat because he can do that. I don't know. I liked it. I think I'm going to give it like a 7 out of 10. Again, I know I've been giving a lot of 7s today, but 7 out of 10. It was good. Didn't change the game or anything, but it was good. I can always appreciate new content from my favorite rapper. I'll give it like a 6 and a half. I'll give it a good five. I liked it. I didn't Guys, like it that come on. much. It was, it was good. It was good. <laughs> I didn't like it that much. I just know I'm not about to be banging this. And I want to like Cameron so bad because it's a lot of people who I really can sit and talk music with all day that worship the ground Cameron walks on. But I got a playlist on Spotify called My Favorite Rapper Drove a Pink Truck, and it's just all Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we got one more project that we want to talk about. That was Kamaya's mixtape that came out. Jacory, I know you're a fan. I'm going to let you talk about it. Okay, first off, I really, really, really love Kamaya. Uh, I pledged, what, last year, 2016, and I can't listen to any music from that time period. I hate it all, all of it. I can't listen to it. It makes me go to a bad time. But Kamaya Project that she dropped at that time, 
I really, really like, I still listen to to this day. I think it's almost flawless. I've been wanting her to drop for so long, but she just been held up by sample restrictions and label stuff and all that, you know. So when she dropped this out of nowhere, I was super excited. And when I heard it, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. It's another banger. It's 10 songs that's all bangers to me. If Easy e had a baby with Lady of Rage or something like that, Kamaya probably would have been the child that came out. Kamaya is dope. I mean, this is just mood music to me. It's just like West Coast, sunny day. I don't know, just turning up. I can't, I can't explain it, but Kamaya's music just puts me in a better place. It's just I can vibe to it. I mean, I know that's like terrible analysis for somebody that's supposed yeah. to be talking about music, but it's just, it just rides. The album just rides. It's okay. My analysis is about to be just as bad. I don't know what it is about Kamaya. I cannot rock with Kamaya. I don't know what it is. I'm killing Jacory over here. You are. You are. I don't know what it is, but I just can't get into it. It's. I don't know if it's something with the sound. I don't know if. I don't think it's anything with her flows. I just don't think it grabs my attention or anything. I. I just didn't think it was super interesting, and I know I'm killing Jacory right now, but. I just man, her deal use with it. of uh, samples are are were very good. Uh, she did the play no games, that one was a good one, and uh, it's a it's another one. The intro uh, she sampled Dope Man by uh, N.W.A. That was uh, super dope. I I like it. I if I had uh, judge it out of ten, I would definitely give it a strong eight. Eight. I would I would give it probably a seven. I know I'm just oh my throw, god throwing out <laughs> sevens everywhere, but again this n- nothing that came out this past two weeks really like made me change the way I think about life or anything. Yeah. Like it, it just kind of came out and I some of it some of it rides some of it doesn't. Well, Corey gave my eight a one. I'm gonna give his a three. I thought Kamaya was a three on the project. I I don't know what it is about Kamaya. I just can't get into it. But we have some singles to talk about from this week. Um, first one on our list is Lemon. We've got No One Ever Really Dies. It's featuring Rihanna. Personally, I really enjoyed this song. This is one that I added to my playlist right away. I thought Rihanna's verse on this was great. I thought she absolutely killed her part. Um, I'm a big fan of NERD. And I really, when I really like some artists and they're about to drop an album, I try not to listen to the singles because it kind of clouds my vision and it takes the fun away from listening to it when it comes out. But I did hear this briefly on the radio. I heard Rihanna's verse. I really liked it. I heard the hook. I really liked it. So I'm sure the song is good and I'm sure also that the album will be good too. Yes. I um I was disappointed in it, honestly. Mm. I, I love NERD and I'm the biggest Rihanna fan in the world. My screensaver is a picture of Rihanna. Um, but... I just I thought she was pretty good in the song. Didn't do a whole lot for me, but I thought she was pretty good. But the rest of the song was almost just kind of felt like forced. I don't know. It felt forced to me. I don't know. I mean, I want to say repetitive, but that's terrible. That's a terrible way to categorize NERD's music because a lot of it has a repetitive element to it. But that's part of what makes it so great. But something about it just made this song feel tedious to me. I like the production on it. I like what Pharrell did, and Rihanna's verse is just so good that just kills me every time I hear it. But. Maybe I'll have to give it a few more yeah. reasons. I mean, 
if you don't like the rest of the song, I guess I get that, but at least you like Rihanna's verse, because that was very, very good. Yeah, I like when Rihanna raps. Um, Big Sean, Pull Up and Wreck with 21 Savage, produced by Metro. Did y'all like it? I did. I did. I, I was not going into it expecting to like it, honestly, because whenever in the past, I'm I'm actually not a Big Sean hater, really. I think that he's, his albums he released is actually even better than people have been saying. But uh, I think that whenever he's released like singles with Metro Boomin or singles with these big producers like Southside or something, the songs always turn out to be a, like a half-assed attempt at commercial rap, which he already does without trying. So I don't know why he would do that. But this song that came out with Metro Boomin and 21 Savage was actually pretty good. He was... His flow on it kind of captivated me, like I was, it got me bumping my head. And Twenty One Savage, as Jacory would say, was in his bag. So I like it. I I definitely agree with you though about when Big Shine is on songs with Metro and Southside and all that stuff. Uh, to me, that's not Big Shine's best music, and that might be why this just was like a little loose single. Uh, it's cool. I I thought it was, I I was expecting just a little more. Twenty One Savage is decent. But see, I I hate saying this as a guy that's from Detroit area, but I just can't stand listening to Big Sean. His his music tends to sound so generic to me every time I hear it. I don't know what it is about it, but it just sounds really, really just boring and generic. But that said, this song was not that bad. Um, I thought 21 Savage, for his part, was really, really good on the song. I thought Big Sean was listenable, which I thought Sean's I don't, flow was, like, precise. I thought it, I thought it was... Better than I usually think it is. I I know a lot. I, I feel like his flow sounds really, really the same a lot, which kind of rubs me the wrong way. I know a lot of people that don't like Big Sean, so you're definitely not. I, I know I'm not. Alone. I know I'm not alone, but his flow sounds exactly the same every time, and it sounds so generic. But um, I'm gonna be honest. I think this was my second favorite song this week that came out with 21 Savage featured because uh, Rich Chigger came out with a song with 21 Savage. Well, I've seen it, but I just couldn't take it, <laughs> take it serious enough to listen to Stroll it. <laughs> I I really enjoy <laughs> listening to Rich Chigger. It's kind of stupid and jokey, but like he had a song with 21 Savage, and I thought it was better than the Big Sean Pull Up and Wreck. Uh, the Rich Chigger song was called Crisis. If you want to check it out, but hmm. I like that one better, honestly. All right, so next we got, I'm, I'm going to skip one and go to Sci High the Prince, that side. Uh, he announced his album finally. Finally. Yeah. So a, little, a little late, but yep. he announced an, announced an album. But what do you guys think of this song? Uh, I didn't like it. I'm a big Sci High fan. It sounded like he was attempting to uh, hit the radios or something like that, and that's not his style. That's not a good brand of music for him. His 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 music is is lyrics, uh, conscious, thinking, thought provoking type songs. Him saying that side over and over on the hook, couldn't get with. Yeah, that my notes say the exact same thing. It sounds like he's trying to conform to today's sound. Yep. But it's, I mean, I don't know. I didn't think it was a bad song necessarily. It just sounded like very generic. And I'm gonna be honest. This one slipped through the cracks for me. I didn't even get around to listening to this. I kind of saw it pop up, but I never actually got around to listening Life to it. I really I don't hope think I missed anything. You didn't miss anyway. anything. I really hope uh, the album don't sound like this. If the album sound like this, it's going to be a huge miss. The Yay verse was pretty good. The Yay verse was cool. It wasn't breathtaking. It could have been more. 
I, I expect more from Saha the Prince and Kanye West together. Especially because Saha writes heavy verses for Kanye West. And that's why he don't be dropping. But Alright, so last but not least, probably the most talked about song that was released this week is Eminem and Beyonce, Walk on Water, from the rollout of Eminem's new album. What's his new album called? Revival. Revival, okay. Boo! You stink! Yeah. Song sucks. <laughs> I thought Beyonce's part was alright. Beyonce was pretty good on it. Beyonce was okay, but like... But- this felt like it was missing something. I don't... It was missing everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like some of Eminem's stuff. Like, I, I was... Like, after I listened to this, I had to go back and listen to Eminem's other stuff. Because I was like, is, does the rest of his sound like this? Because if it does, I've been... Something. But, oh my god, this was not a fun listen. Eminem is another artist. Uh, I said last week that I don't listen to him. Like, I said, I don't listen to a whole Stoop album in... 2017, Eminem is definitely the the same for me. Eminem even more so than Snoop. Yeah. At least Snoop's trying new sounds and yeah. trying his own thing. He's just doing his own thing. Eminem's out here rapping about the same things he's been rapping about since 2007, 2008 when he first fell off. <sighs> he's rapping about why he's rapping bad. Yeah. Like it, he's, it's just, it's a, it's a bad scene. It hurt. The, it it, it hurt. just didn't. It didn't sound good. Like at all. Like, he should have, like, there were people, he had to have run this by people, and they were like, oh, yeah, dude, this this one's great. It's, it's not. It's it's just not a good listen. Like, I, like, I, like I said, it, I had to go back and listen to his other stuff. Like, I went back and listened to his time on uh, Bad Meets Evil with Royce to 5 9 I, I was like, I need to make sure I still like this album. It, that album's great, but like... Has has there been a rapper that's been in the public eye releasing music so much that's so bad, like, after they've been so, like, at the top of the game? You know what I'm saying? Like... The, yeah. The like, rapper that fell yeah. off. Not necessarily just fell off, because a lot of rappers fall off after they're huge. Like, 50 Cent was, like, the top of the world, then he fell off and nothing. But I'm talking about that they're still coming out with music that's just not good. I don't think there's nobody on the scale... That Eminem is on with that, cause it's not, cause people put Eminem in their top five all the time, and to hear him in 2017 making this music that he's making, it's is, mind blowing. Yeah, it's like, yeah. how did this guy become this? This was, this was painful. This painful. Is actually, this is dad rap. Like this you is see, like awful. people people put Jay Z in their top five all the time, and he's still rapping, but like. He's four, doing great four, at it. Yeah, exactly. Was fine. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is he's doing great at it. Or if you don't think you're going to be great at rapping yeah. anymore, not everybody can have the longevity that Jay-Z has, but but then you stop. I think part of Eminem's style, which is why he sounds so off right now, is his youth and his like just aggressiveness. And I don't think a 40-year-old dad rapper can pull that it's off. It's played out. It's played out. And it's he, like the same thing. I'm going to use this comparison. So Odd Future... Used to rap all the time about the same topics Eminem rapped about when he was young, like abuse, drug abuse, anything, anything that's taboo that you want to think of. They talked about Odd Future and Eminem both. Now we're here in 2017. Odd Future, all of their members have matured. They they talk about different things, different lyrical content now, different music, different goals with their music. Mm-hmm. And Eminem's out here in 2017, 20 years later, still trying to be the hard ass he was. Back in 1999, he didn't evolve his 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 sound at all. He didn't evolve his like persona. He just stayed this off keel little white guy from the outskirts of Detroit. Yeah, this 
Nothing short of painful. Yeah. I, I think we did enough bagging on Eminem. But because this week there weren't any really spectacular albums, I mean, personally, I like Duckworth, but that's not a spectacular <laughs> album for no anybody classics. else. No for classics. Any, there's no classics yeah. this week. But we still want to give you guys some, some good listens, some classic albums to, to, I guess, throw on your playlist if they slip through the radar. So we, we kind of all grabbed one one great album from our rotation, and I don't know, let's start with Jameson. What do you got? So mine is from 2016, so it's not too long ago. It was from June 2016. It is uh, Freetown Sound by Blood Orange. That's my pick. Uh, Dev Hines from Blood Orange uh, kind of did the, almost all the instrumentation on this album, um, and got a lot of like female singers to do a lot of the songs. You got Carly Rae Jepsen to do one of them, random. Um, but it's just such like a funky, groovy album that like I just want to roll down my windows and play. Uh, I don't know if you guys have checked it out or not, but not. it's a great album. So I've seen a lot of people posting that last year. I tried to give it a listen. I couldn't get into it. It was it was a couple cool songs, but I don't know. I just it wasn't for me. I couldn't I couldn't get into it all. To me, it's all about the instrumentation, just like the general sound yeah. of the album, and I really like that. I just I would put it on my stereo, and it. That that one slipped under the radar for me. I, I missed that one last year, so I'm, I might have to go back through. Yeah, definitely, definitely give it a check out. That's why I wanted to pick this one because there are a bunch of other albums that I think flew under the radar that you guys might have heard, but this one. So one. the album I thought about uh, when they asked this, it's kind of an old album. It came out in actually 2003, not 05, like I said. Uh, G Unit's "Beg for Mercy," like. I love that album. I think it was kind of the perfect posse album, if there was a perfect posse album, like from a rapper and his, you know what I'm saying, the people that he put on. Lloyd Banks, flawless rapper. He got some of the best bars in the Best lead carrier of all time. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Will. Okay. Wiz. Okay. Wiz, man's Will. Okay. I was going to say Yayo, but... Ye- Yayo is up there, though. Yeah, it was up there for sure. And he slapped I, people kids for 50 Cent. It's, yeah. He's a, he's a I just great. Had, since we're talking about G-Unit, I had yeah. to ask about classic weed carriers. I love G-Unit. Young Buck showed up on this album. Uh, this album is pretty flawless to me. I, it's it's a personal. I know across the board it's not a classic, but to me it's a personal classic. I mean, it's a album that 50 Cent was a part of back when he was literally on top of the world. Yeah. So... You just if you, it's hard to imagine that coming out now because we don't really have anybody that's part of a group like that. That would be like a, I can't even compare it to anything. It'd be like TDE dropping a project right now, like a Posse Cut album right now. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking groups, I mean, I feel like probably the biggest one around right now is ASAP, and I, oh, yeah. I don't think that is on the same level. But ASAP doesn't wait. Have- you don't think ASAP's on the same level as this, or they're not on the same level as ASAP? ASAP isn't on the same level that okay. they were. Yeah, agreed. It's yeah. it's different times though. They're definitely not. Oh, it, it's absolutely. It's different, different times, yeah. but because to me personally, ASAP Mob got when we do this final year uh, list, I'm putting they the I'm putting cozy tapes in my top ten. I listen to that every day. Um, every I day. think I think that, but the difference between G Unit and ASAP Mob is that ASAP Mob they have they they may be deeper their roster and talent. But they don't have that one. Like Fifty Cent was like the god of rap at this moment. Yeah, at he the was. moment that 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 this dropped, 
Like, and ASAP Rocky right now is good, but he's, he's not, not the guy. That'd be like if that's like TDE dropped the Posse Cup project right now with Kendrick being as hot as Kendrick is. See, my thing is though, is I think ASAP took one for the team, and he's been hands on everybody else's career, and it's kind of shifted back as far as his own, and that's why you guys don't feel that way. But yeah, but ASAP Ferg dropped a great album this year. No, no, no Rocky album. Twelve dropped another great album this year. No ASAP album still. I think when ASAP drop again, it's gonna be like we gonna we gonna gravitate towards it like we have in the past. But he just has taken a a, a backseat role to make sure everybody else is kind of eating. I agree, but I still don't think even if he was eating, would he be as big as Fifty Cent was in two thousand three? No, but Fifty Cent in two thousand three, it's not too many people at that moment how big Fifty Cent was. It's not too many people that. Was ever that big. Yeah. Because right now, top of the game is Kendrick. And there are people that put Drake there. But after More Life, I don't think you can really put him there. But 50 Cent was a special case. He he came in the game. He had got shot nine times. Then he got put. Then Eminem and Dr. Drake got behind him. It's like, that's cheating. That's, That's unfair. That's super unfair. So, like, I mean, it's not too many people that's going to ever be as big as 50 Cent, I think. All right, we got one more to talk about. I, I just want to shine light on one album from uh, last year, 2016, uh, Eye Drops from Joey Perp. Um, Joey Perp, Chicago rapper, kind I, kind of in Chance's crew, if you can call it a crew. Eye Drops was, uh, was one of my favorite uh, projects that came out last year. It was a really just cohesive project, and I thought Joey Perp's flows front to back on the album were great. It's a little bit... Feels like the production quality is a little bit low, but the instrumentation on it is still really, really fun to listen to. So I, I just kind of want to shine a little bit of light on that one, get get that album a little bit more attention, because that album is just a really, really good listen. All right, so when you go home tonight, you got to listen to Blood Orange, Freetown Sound. Yes. And I'm going to listen to Eye Drops by Joey Perry. Eye Drops. And the spelling is weird because it's spelled I, with I-I-I drops. So... I hate to do this, but now I gotta attack you. I I've never heard this, but I'm gonna listen to it tonight. But have you ever heard Saba? Yes, I have. Okay, I can tell you. Okay, yes. his project came out last year. I forget what it was called. Was it Saba versus the World? No, it was. No, it was, it was something about a liquor weird. store. Uh, wait, what was it called? Now I can't think of what. It was. Bucket List Project. Bucket List Project. That was a very called. good album. He's kind of yes. he's kind of in uh that. And chance is mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's, little group it's, around there. There's uh, there's chance, uh, and then you've kind of got Vic Mensa, Joey Perp, uh, Tokyo, and yep. Saba. And Saba, if you don't know who Saba is, he was the one that did the hook on Angels from Coloring Book. Um, yeah, I mean Saba's project last year was really really fun. He's got a couple songs on there that are awesome. Uh, uh, Billy Williams is really fun song. Uh, World in My Hands, really fun song. Yeah, and GPS, the song with Twister. Yes. So, I mean, can't really go wrong listening to the stuff that Chance's crew dropped last year. It was, yeah. They had a really good year last yeah, year. Yeah, and don't forget No Name. Yes, No Name, no Name also. Great album, great mm-hmm. album. She's super dope. Yes. Well, I don't know if we have anything else to talk about. 
closing this statements, week. anyone? Closing statements. Free um, Meek. Free Meek for sure. Wiz, I'm praying for you. <laughs> Eminem, stop dropping music. Yeah, Eminem just needs to, he, he needed to quit while he was on top. <laughs> that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> long time ago. He's beyond yeah. the point of no return. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's all we got. Uh, we will see you on the next podcast, I guess.